serious CBD. The best CBD products on the planet. Over 100 five-star reviews. Can verify authentication. Gold in full spectrum. Full panel lab tested. What is full panel lab testing? Cannabinoids and terpenes. Pesticides. Mycotoxins. Solvents. Heavy metals. Microbials. Foreign matter. Get serious. Serious CBD. Where no one sleeps deeply. The pillows are bad and the sheets are made cheaply. But there is one family in the Sleepyville town that uses my pillow for the best sleep around. My pillows are adjustable for proper alignment, and the Giza sheets breathe so they feel no confinement. So order my pillow for great sleep refinement. Why are they so chipper? Their co-workers wondered. So much energy and zest, like they've had the best slumber. And when they peeked in the window, the secret was clear. My pillow sheets, pillows, and mattress toppers appeared. My pillow is breathable and lasts more than 10 years. It's washable and dryable and was manufactured right here. Giza cotton is what makes the softest of sheets, and the mattress topper helps support pressure points for deep, dreamy sleep. So click the link below to stop counting sheep. We want my pillow! The citizens of Sleepyville cried, but they didn't realize the family had a surprise inside. They were all given a my pillow to keep. We spent a third of our life snoozing, so let's make it quality sleep. Yeah! I got towels too! And mine are blue! So welcome to my pillowville where everyone sleeps on the pillows that align and the softest of sheets. With the support of the mattress topper, the people snooze deep and wake up well rested and their deadlines they keep. So if your bed feels like rocks and your sheets feel like Brillo, you need better sleep, which means you need my pillow. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead, click the button. I'm tired of rhyming, so please click it and save me. Please, I can't rhyme anymore. Just click that link. Stop watching this and click the link to get the best sleep of your life. Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth. Nothing more.
back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I'm the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved, mm, obvious, obviously patriated of better <laughs> V-Lynn. Hello, Patriots. How's everyone doing tonight? So, uh, tonight, we do have a guest with we us. We do. Too. We have James Roguski. Yep. And I'm super excited because y'all know he's like... Uh, An encyclopedia when it comes to this yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's... he's um, it's always fire when he comes on. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah. Without let's, any let's further right ado, I was going to go ahead and add him to the stream. Welcome, sir. How are you? Oh, hey. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. It's been a little mm -hmm. while, and uh, there's all kinds of stuff to talk about. Where would you like to begin? Uh, well, let's begin with the uh, the pandemic treaty, the WHO pandemic treaty that they've rebranded. Um, You know, uh they actually have been consistent, okay? They're consistently bad, but they are consistent. Um, their uh, constitution, the WHO's constitution, has a couple of articles. Article 19 talks about their uh, ability to do a convention or an agreement. And Article 21 talks about an other uh, international instrument. So you put those four <laughs> words together, you get Convention Agreement International Instrument, C-A-I-I. -I. You know, they've been saying that for the longest time, but regular old people said, ah, you know, you're talking about a pandemic treaty. And the biggest problem really came from the mainstream and the alternative media, unfortunately, despite my attempts to get it clear. Um, the discussions about the pandemic treaty actually started back in November of 2020. And what happened in April and May was I discovered and we talked about and we won a wonderful victory in regards to not the pandemic treaty, but in April and May, we were talking about amendments to international health regulations. Mm -hmm. And the media just botched that to the, to the hilt. They were talking about the pandemic treaty, which had not existed at all, other than it being an idea and a bunch of proposals, uh, until July 13th, when the WHO, for the first time, published on their website a 19-page document. They don't call it a pandemic treaty. They call it a um, proposal for a CAII. Um, but they published a 19-page working draft, which, for all intents and purposes, is the first time anybody's ever seen the quote unquote WHO pandemic treaty. So what is there's the encyclopedic knowledge. Um, I got fired up about that because, you know, I, I just got tired of all of the media talking smack about pandemic treaty, pandemic treaty. When we were talking about amendments, the regulations, they completely missed the boat. And now that the actual treaty has become, you know, a tangible document, uh, you know, crickets from the media. They're not saying anything. So thanks for having me to talk about it because, um, you know, it's not the sexiest uh, thing in the world. There's all kinds of crazy news out there. Um, and all that crazy news is really, in my opinion, designed to get your attention away from what they're really doing. And you yeah. know, this is a part of that. Yeah, it's, all, a, it's mostly a, a, a distraction. So, so I, I, I guess the meat and potatoes of it. What is it? What does it say? Yeah, what what's is in it? What's in it now? What? What? How did they reconstruct it? Where are the changes? What are how the changes? How are they trying to take over the world this time? 
Um, it sounds like a Pinky in the Brain episode. Uh, exactly. What are we gonna What are we gonna do today, right, Bray? Going um, to try to take over the world, Pinky. <laughs> well, you know that's the WHO in a nutshell. Honestly, um, yeah. you know I remember the last or the last or one of the times that we were talking. I said something and boom, he was off. You know, fact checking me. Um, I can show you. Um, I can show and tell if you want to uh, go to where the article is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, jamesregusky.substack.com and it's the article um, it 10 things that you might want to know about the, probably awesome. ought to know about the pandemic treaty i'm just gonna go to why don't i just and, go to and so um one of the phrases that they toss around is a framework convention now when people hear convention they think like constitutional convention or going to the convention center or something like that and yes it could mean that but it's also like conventional, like, you know, how, how you want things to be. And uh, the document that they put out there looks like they're headed in the direction of a framework, which essentially, and, and this is, man, this is so key for people to understand. I, I hope I can do a good job explaining it. Currently, what they have are like some general principles. And the, the risk and the problem I can already hear people in your audience saying, oh, Jim, the Senate will never pass a treaty. They'll never vote two thirds for this. And everybody's probably right, but it doesn't matter because they have one time. Anymore. Pardon me? I said it's not a treaty anymore. Well, here's the deal. It, it falls into that category, but here's the trick that they played in 2003. Under the same you know, sort of legalistic guidelines, in 2003, the World Health Assembly, yeah, if you scroll down, there should be a graphic uh, image that says 10 uh, top, top 10 things about the uh, uh, treaty. Uh, there you go, right there. Yeah. Little, okay. Um, in 2003, the World Health Assembly adopted, and in two, between then and 2005, it went into effect, and uh, good old George W. signed it, but he never bothered to send it to the Senate at all. Just signed what is known as the Framework Convention on the Control of Tobacco. Okay, so uh, President George W. Bush signed this um, convention framework about tobacco that was put into force in 2005. And you know who the hell's ever heard of that, right? Well. It's not so much that the law or the, the um, framework convention, which anybody in their right mind would call a treaty, okay? It's, it's like general guidelines. And then what happens, and I think as soon as I say this, you'll know where I'm going. Um, state governments, national governments, county, city, province, you know, municipalities, whatever, they go, oh, um, you know, we must do what the WHO has said. And so they go and enact things that are in lockstep with the framework, okay? They give guidelines and they go, look, here's what we want y'all to do. And then people just hand over their sovereignty. They allow their local city, state, county governments and national governments to either enact laws or executive orders or um, policy or you know whatever it may be. Um, and it, it's death by a thousand cuts, okay? Mm -hmm. They've laid out a 
framework of where they want all of the young leaders who have infiltrated society and government all over the world, you know, the Canadian cabinet and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, the, the Young World, uh, the World Economic Forum, Young World Leaders Program yep. people. Okay. Yeah. And, and so they can read the code. You know, maybe I can read the code as well. Um, you know, you look at what they're doing. And if we if you really want to get down into it, we can we can do that. But these are 10 things that they're talking about. Um, and so they want to talk about equity. OK, first on the list, got to have equity. And so I'm all for, you know, equal treatment of people. Every, you know, should be treated fairly, all that kind of stuff. And, Equ you know, equity is not the same as equity. Uh, absolutely. You know, equity to some people means you've been paying down your mortgage for a while. You got a little of the principal knocked off. The value of the house went up. You've got equity. Okay. You know, basically means money. Right. And it, it, it pretty much means redistribute the wealth. But in, in most, most of the discussions with most of the member nations, um, what they talk about with equity, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it up a little bit because it's a little small for me to see because I'm on my phone here. Um, to them, equity means, and, and this is the insanity, this, this should give you the uh, telescopic view into how crazy the WHO and all the member nations are. When they say equity, what they really mean is, well, all of those wealthy nations, um, they got plenty of jabs. They got a lot of remdesivir and midazolam and, and Paxlovid and Mondupiravir and us poorer nations we're not being treated equitably. We want more of that poison for our people. Okay? I, I can't even begin to tell you how I'm not kidding about that. That's a big part of what they feel equity means. They, they refer to it as pandemic product. Equal distribution of death. Gotcha. Um, that's a good one. Uh, and so... The level at which they are living in a crazy bubble, I think that's about the, the best example of, you know, when when you're fighting for the ability to damage the health of your people under the World Health Organization's pandemic treaty, pandemic response products, and you want more of the stuff that we're trying to tell people to stay the heck away from, you, you understand how upside down and, and backwards their worldview is okay yeah. um and and the second part uh, i think is an enormous um piece of it they want support through national legislative or executive processes or procedures measures that promote blah 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 okay um they're basically saying they want nations and provinces and counties and cities all around the world to enact legislation to help them be like pinky in the brain and take over the world, all right? Um, third one down, or fourth one down, we'll uh, rip through this, enhancing the WHO's central role, right? That's code for give up your sovereignty, sign on the dotted line, agree to this legally binding document and put the WHO in control, okay? It's English, but you gotta kind of do English to English translation in between the lines. Right. Um, promote a comprehensive one health approach. And I love it when they use the word promoting coherence among all relevant actors. 
Okay. Um, I'm, I live 20 minutes from Hollywood or so. Um, but anytime I hear they talk about actors on the world stage, you know, it, it should be a clue that, you know, it's, it's on a certain level, make believe. I mean, they're just lying. They're pretending yeah. they're acting. Okay. Um, trying to rip through these, ensure that actions at national community levels encompass whole of government and whole of society perspectives. And these are all quotes, by the way, um, from the working draft of the uh, pandemic treaty, uh, whole of government and whole of society. You know, they want to control everything. Not, not just a little tiny corner, they want it all. Um, strengthen regulatory authority capacities to accelerate the process of licensing pandemic response products. Like getting a injection in eight or nine months when it should have been tested for 10 to 20 years isn't I, quick enough for them. Well, with the, um, the future framework, if you folks are familiar with the term and what they recently did at the FDA, yep. now they don't even have to test the mRNA. They can just switch it out and you got a new vaccine or yep. I should say new killer death shot. Yeah, um, they, they stuck it like. They made it like the flu shot so they can they can change it however and they don't have to go through any trials or testing or we are the test we are the trials yeah now the last three um you know you always save the best for last um uh, on page 16 uh, item 13 in their uh 14 points uh the next two kind of go together they want to manage public information risk communication and infodemics um i think you folks might be participating in causing infodemics as much yeah. as you possibly can um through effective channels including social media next one conduct regular social media listening in order to identify misinformation so to design communications and messaging to the public to counteract misinformation disinformation and false news well you know who's really putting out the fake, false misinformation and disinformation, other than the powers that be. Okay. Yep. Um, I, I hope at some point, you know, there are laws like this that get used against them because they don't realize that they're cooking their own goose. Because if there's a law against misinformation, if, if somebody ever points out to me that I'm wrong, you know, they're my best friend. It's like, oh, I got something wrong. Please, I got a typo. I don't care what it is, you know. Um, they're just lying so obviously, okay? Any laws against misinformation, um, we need to start having, you know, people pay attention to what those laws are and turn the tables and use it against the, the lying liars who keep lying, right? And last but not least, a um, lot of words, I'll just summarize it. Um, put the WHO in control of everything. Sign on the dotted line. Give your sovereignty as a nation state over to the WHO, um, willfully, blindly, stupidly, um, you know, get into negotiations to agree to give us the power that, you know, not even the nation should have the individual people who are the sovereigns in that nation are the ones who have it. We just forgot that we have to defend it. Maybe not you, maybe not your audience, but the vast majority of Americans are, you know, oh, Literally, uh, I'll stop on this for my little monologue here. Um, we went today to a pickup place to pick up uh, a product that was shipped to us. And when my girlfriend got the email, you know, that it had arrived and we can go pick it up, it said something in there about, you know, 
uh, please consider wearing a mask, blah, 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 blah. And it was quoting a page from the WHO. And it just jumped out of the email and grabbed us by the neck. We're like, you got to be kidding me. They're so deep into it that, you know, the WHO is getting their messaging out to people picking up packages. Now, obviously, it made us chuckle. It's like, you know, no thanks. <laughs> okay. Um, but, you know, that kind of reach, right? If, if you could put your message, you know, into things like that, okay, it, you know, it would have an influence. People would go, oh, um, you know, masks don't work. So if I show up at the place and they want me to, want me to wear a mask, I'll tell them that I heard from your group. Oh, no, I don't got to do that because it said so in my email. But people fall for this stuff. It's astonishing. Well, well, you got to look at it this way, too. Like, the thing that drives me crazy are the, the clickbait uh, scams that get all the old people all the time. And being a, a cop, they, one of the things you had to go to is you had to go listen to this old woman tell you about how she was such a fucking idiot that she clicked on something and they asked for, like, obvious like oh well we need your you know we need your freaking credit card I, I, information a, a in your blood type you to send me amazon yeah. gift cards and i'll send and, you a thousand dollars or whatever it is yeah yeah they gave up their money it's just like there are sometimes that you want to feel bad for people and then there's some like sometimes you're just kind of like i was very i was very excited when the um the director of the federal reserve uh, sent me an email let me know that I had millions waiting for me. Okay. Just yes. a, with just a small deposit, you know, but also um, I, we have a elderly um, lady friend who's sharp as a tack, but not, you know, necessarily um, suspicious of people. I mean, you know, I, I think people who grew up, you know, they're 80, 90 years old, you know, there was a trust that was deserved, you know, people weren't always trying to scam you. Um, you know, she's, doing something on AOL and something pops up. Oh, your computer's been hacked. You got to call this phone number. We'll help you. And before you knew it, they had control remotely of her computer. Um, she called us up and, you know, it, it wasn't a big deal, but they are pretty sophisticated enough to get people, you know, if you, if, if you can embed um, pop-ups in millions of websites and do clickbait and have, a warning and a noise and scare the daylights out of somebody who tends to believe what they see. Um, and you know, that's a, a human thing. You, at some point it's where you're skeptical to the point of not being cynical. I hope, you know, when you get cynical, then you miss a lot of good stuff too. There's, there's a fine line in there where you're like, ah, that's bullshit, you know? Um, and you don't worry about it. Like but, one of our uh, guys, one of our listeners just said, uh, that's why I only deal with the Nigerian princes. That's it. <laughs> oh, the Federal Reserve guy was way, way scammier. But um, they, they seem I mean, the be real one. I mean, the real one. You know. But um, uh, it, OK, so so the newest scam in the the health fear mongering propaganda world is monkeypox. Oh, please pronounce it properly. The K is silent. It's monkeypox. Right, monkeypox. Um, if y'all go to uh, up Our to my archive, calls it Schlong COVID. Schlong COVID, gotta love it. Um, <laughs> if you go back up to the archive, we could go talk about monkeypox a little bit. Uh, monkeypox. You know the the study that's out there. Um, there are details from the New England Journal of Medicine. Um, if you click on James Rogowski yeah. and then click on archive and get to uh, 
oh, I think it was two months ago now that I wrote. Down below it says, just let me read it. Um, uh, I think it was about two months ago. You should see something that says money pox. Uh, yeah. I think it was a couple of months ago. You know, I, I went down this rabbit hole for the second time. because I money pox. Oh, that's oh actually, it's uh, not the Zoom. Uh, that, yeah. that was the meeting that we had. Um, the uh, couple down below there. Uh, hey, hey, we're the mon mon monkeys. Um, there you go. Couldn't leave her if I tried. Um, the latest study from the New England Journal of Medicine, oh, probably two weeks ago now, um, they took a pretty much they took a survey. They got you know collected information from 528 uh, verified, you know, authenticated uh, monkeypox cases. Pardon me. Blue check mark. There you go. That's, yeah. That's, you know, I got I got to go with that. That's a good one. Um, people who were said, you know, by the powers that be to uh, be monkeypox uh, sufferers, um, twenty five of the five hundred and twenty eight got uh, some form of treatment, but the five hundred and so uh, others got no treatment whatsoever. And you know, the part that they didn't really talk about is no one died. Now they yeah, had no some. One, no one died. They had some, you know, scary rashes all over their body, you know, um, around their private areas. And so um, there was a dude that did have them around his mouth. I just want to bring that to a serious attention. There was a man. Places. He had them around his mouth. Just it's like a communicable disease. You can yeah. figure out how things like that happen. And so um, the, the issue is never about the information that they tell you about. It's the information that they withhold. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, number one, they didn't say what the genetic sequence was that they were using in the scam PCR test. So what were they really testing? Um, they say they're testing for monkeypox, but they don't tell you specifically how the test is designed. There's all kinds of ways to design a PCR test. It can give you some valid information, but it can't diagnose disease as the, you know, the discoverer, creator of it, Gary Mollis, clearly said. Yep. Um, they also didn't say what the cycle threshold level was, because if it's high enough, you'll find whatever it is you're looking for in everything. And they also didn't say, well, what was the level of uh, jabbedness? You know, how, how many jabs or injections had these folks received? And I just learned something new this morning. It was a good day. I got something new into my brain. Uh, I was speaking with some folks from Malaysia, as I do every morning. We have a Zoom meeting that we meet for. I meet with a group in Malaysia for two hours every morning. They're amazing. Two months ago, I wrote this article because they were concerned about the chatter about monkey monkeypox, because in Malaysia, they've actually got monkeys. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, look at the nations that are on the top of the list. Um, if, if you... Um, I'd like to show you a few more things yeah, on, yeah. on this page if you oh, scroll down. Scrolling. But if you, at, at the end of it, we'll go to monkeypoxmeter.com and, you know, the top nations on a per million basis. What, what this graph right here is showing is data from England, and it's actually months old. It was all the way back to the end of March, uh, week 12 of this year. You know, I, I don't want to... Uh, Tease your audience and make your audience look at this until you figure out what in the hell this is saying. It's a the surveillance numbers, report. 
the the numbers on the left side are numbers that um, you heard Fauci at the beginning of all of this say, well, the vaccines, he used that word, not me, were 95% efficacious or effective. Yes, these numbers are these numbers are effect, you know, the effectiveness of preventing a diagnosis of COVID. Okay, that's what they have always meant by efficacious or effectiveness. They didn't mean saved your life, didn't mean you didn't go to the hospital. Their definition from day one of efficacy was you didn't get diagnosed with COVID. Okay. So as time went by and the data started rolling in, it went from 95 to 90 to 80 to 70. And you can see where it comes into this chart. It's barely squeaking above zero. And when I first saw this chart, I put it on here because it really means something to me. I don't live in England. I haven't been jabbed. But my age group is the one at the bottom of the chart. I'm 62, yeah. right? We're, we're, you know, people my age group in uh, England who've been triple jabbed are screwed. All right? Late last year, they were at negative 100% efficacy. By March, they were at negative 400% efficacy. To translate that, they're four times as likely to be diagnosed with COVID as people who were not jabbed. Well, they stopped talking about effectiveness a long time ago because it went negative. And negative effectiveness means if you got triple jabbed in England and you're my age group, you're four times as likely to be diagnosed with COVID. Okay. Now I've seen things that are like, you know, minus a thousand percent for children and, and it's, it's just getting frightening. It's getting dire. Yes. Yeah, really, really frightening. If you yeah. scroll down a little bit here uh, until you see there's a bunch of charts, same thing, same basic information, you know, um, it, the jab, it's a pandemic of the vaccinated, not unvaccinated. Yeah. But absolutely. if you get down oh, to where you get to the, there. uh, what go back up there because you were talking about herpes the other day and that i just saw herpes on there yeah. uh number of herpes reported to bears as adverse reactions to vaccine isn't that interesting a little bit of a little bit of a spike okay uh, just a um, little bit but just a you wee know, bit we, you were saying that herpes could there, also there be, was a pun in there i think i said it too fast it's monkey um, oh no i i heard the pun <laughs> <laughs> pun well received sir exactly um here's where it gets interesting Okay. Uh, I mean, it's all about immune imbalance. Mm -hmm. um, if you take a bunch of injections, you know, I'll, I'll use this analogy. I hope it helps. Okay. Um, if you just come up to somebody, you look them in the face and you slap them, you might get away with it. Okay. And yeah, they're going to have a reaction. They're going to be yeah. like, hey, you know, okay. Well, that's what an injection does to your immune system. It goes, hey, okay. Boom. You make some antibodies to respond to the injection. All right. Um, you do it a second time, you do it a third time and, and your levels of antibodies that are measurable for a period of time after the injection, they're very, very high. You go, Oh, look at that. My immune system is very, very active. Okay. Um, but then at some point, you know, it, it ducks the punt. It's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not falling for that again. Um, fool me once, fool me twice, fool me three times, maybe four or five times. Um, at some point the immune system, doesn't respond or is just so exhausted from being forced to respond um, that it's out of whack. Now, there are companies that um, have treatments that can help rebalance some of that stuff for other diseases. I'm not recommending that they do that. 
you scroll down, you know, the FLCCC has got some recommendations. But what I'm really shooting for to get down to uh, is the uh, tabletop simulation with um, the video. Um, scroll down a bunch. Uh, oh, well, there you go. You got to make sure you get your PCR test for uh, MoneyPock. Um, <laughs> but here's where it's getting interesting. Now, I don't know <laughs> if you're able to play this video, if you have yeah, a desire play to play this yeah, video. Play. It's like three, four minutes or so. Um, go for it. There are growing questions today around a new and deadly outbreak. Scientists determined that this monkeypox virus was engineered. limited antiviral drugs and no known effective treatments, countries around the world are struggling to control another pandemic with already devastating effects. seeing far fewer cases in countries where governments took early and decisive action. And some international experts are urging the WHO to adopt a phased approach to warnings. Okay, wasn't four minutes exactly. Oh yeah, no. Heck, it was he a minute, was... minute thirty-one. There we go. There we go. Um, not bad at all. They're they're very happy to spend money on what they call tabletop exercises. If you scroll down a little bit, um, they predicted that the first in 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 their tabletop exercise, the scenario was such um, that the there there's their document that they published, I think, in November of last year. Yeah. Uh, okay. They did it like March or May, I forget, of you know, 2021. Um, they predicted in their document, in their scenario, that the first case of monkeypox would hit on May 15th. If you scroll down a little bit, they've got a timeline. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they were, depending upon who you're talking about, it hit in the UK like on the 13th and hit in the United States on the 18th or some such thing. Um, you just scratch your head going, Ah, oh, come on. You know, it, it's a story. And they're just following the script. And here's the script. So I I actually met with folks um, in Malaysia two months ago because they were like, you know, we know that this document exists. We know that like the first case of um, monkeypox just came up in England according to schedule as the scenario is played out in the tabletop exercise, what do we do, you know, to let people know that this is bullshit? So okay. if, if this is real, then January when you say this is real, what, what is the this that we're referring to? Their, their this, plan that they've this enacted plan. that they're because going Because basically with. you're saying within a couple of days, plus or minus two or three days of this event uh, on all these dates, January 10th, 2023, plus or minus three days on both sides. 
So minus three days, so January 7th, plus third, three days, yeah. the 13th. So anywhere in that window from January 7th to January 13th, if there is 83 countries affected with 70 million cases and 1.3 million deaths, <laughs> we can go ahead and say that this is, this is the playbook they're running with. You know, um, isn't that an amazing coincidence so far? Okay. Now, this is how um, it, it's, it's crazy and difficult because when, when someone says, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, and I go, well, you know, um, there's clearly, you know, conspiracy is just two people planning something, yep. right? Um, theory. No, I'm a, con I'm a, I'm a uh, information um, enlightenment um, specialist, okay? I <laughs> dig up documents and I shine light on them and I go, hey, what do you think is going on here, okay? And so with this particular instance, um, the data is so, the, the, the real life, you know, real world data is so horrible, okay? Um, if you want to pull up moneypoxmeter.com, okay, it, okay? Um, it, it's, uh, it's a propaganda website, okay? Uh, but let's go spew some official propaganda. It'll keep you in good stead with the censors that you don't give a crap about. Um, Money monkeypoxmeter.com. Oh, monkeypoxmeter. Oh, monkeypox. Yeah. yeah. No, did I say monkeypox? That's just. I, I, I'm, <laughs> trying to, I'm trying to train myself to always say monkeypox, and it, 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 it's been uh, embedded. Right. Um, it, it's a propaganda website that pretty much collects, you know, CDC numbers and other official numbers. So no, no bad on the folks doing the website, but it's just a collection of uh, bad dead. numbers. Six okay. dead so far. Six dead now. Okay, so. I don't know. I haven't counted recently. What are there? Nine billion people on the planet. So more so, than fewer than one out of a billion chance. Well, that they say there's 7.2 billion, but that's only actually possible if you take the census numbers from 19, uh, 1918. If everybody since 1918 had eight children, <laughs> that then we would actually have 7.2 billion people on the planet. So, so in, in Europe, they're claiming anyway. there's in Europe, they're claiming 16,203 cases, North America, 7,559. If, if you scroll down, they got pretty graphics and pretty maps and all, all kinds of goodness. You can, you can play around with the charts. Look at it's going up like a nice little um, oh, yes. exponential. That's, that's the way an exponential pandemic is supposed to play out. Uh -huh. um, if you, look. you see that blue dotted line underneath it. Uh, yeah. Yep. And so scroll down a little more. Uh, there's a country by country chart a little further down and you can adjust it. So you go from high to low and low to high with the countries and alphabetical. Is the United States of America, 6,670. We're number one. We're number one, baby. With um, no keys in our country. Interesting. Right. Right. Naturally. Uh, you can organize it by per mil, uh, cases per million. And, you know, things like Gibraltar and Malta kind of, you know, pop up there. Um, and, and, and so, you know, it's, it's a whole industry. Look at all the advertising money that we just gave them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so I feel bad about that. And it's but, only um, two total cases. There you go. Um, right. Per million, they have two total cases and they have over 1,448,471,400 people.
No, two total cases at zero per million. Yep. If you scroll down until you see a nice color-coded map, um, I, I already alluded uh, to what I'm about to say, but I'll say it again because it, it, it keeps coming up. Um, there, there should be a map down below that's all color-coded, a uh, map of the, of the globe, whatever. Um, yeah, a little further. There you go. Okay. Um, wow. Um, my, my friends in Malaysia and, you know, their neighbors in Borneo and look at all that Africa. How, how come the monkeypox cases don't line up with the monkey population? Yeah. Why is it all over here? Well, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't come from monkey monkeys, just like chicken pox doesn't come from chickens. There, there you go. And and so, Us but here's the, you're you're absolutely right. Here's the point in in wanting to mention that. Okay, the WHO talks all the time about zoonotic transfer. Yep. they're worried about species. You know, ailments jumping jumping from species to species to humans. And so they want to control agriculture and ranching and you know development and, and and all that sort of stuff. They want everybody to believe, you know, that oh, don't don't be hanging out with you know animals, okay? Don't be um, farming or ranching or any that sort of thing. Let us control that because those diseases, you know, the monkey might play with the uh, cow and the cow might play with the chicken and the chicken's going to give you a disease. Um, they want to control under their one health philosophy absolutely every aspect of it and and so you look at it how did the same disease pop up almost simultaneously in the united states and spain i mean did somebody have a um back to the future um delorean oh, it's, and it's you know it's obvious it's climate change well well somebody just brought up a really a really <laughs> good point sparky boy just brought up a really good point he said you know wait a minute you mean to tell me that there's no gay sex happening down in, in Muslim countries? Well, not not and I said, not openly because I'll get actually, off the roof. But. And actually, no, not really at all. But they're always humping sheep. And trust me, I've watched it. It's pretty gross, so babe. look, I'm just I saying goats, but okay. I'm I'm just saying they're the humping. Issue, and the, they, the issue is um, you know, zoonotic. where 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 you know, where is the research into um, in the scenario? Okay, it's a laboratory created biological weapon. Yep. Okay, they're telling us in their scenario, and you can choose to ignore what they're saying, right? So, you know, when when they show pictures of monkey, you know, doing bad things, and you know, to I. I heard people saying that they were showing that kind of stuff on the it's a head game right um i call it money pox because that's what i think it's really all about it's about money and control and and you know tedros declared uh, a, a pheic public health emergency of international concern fake over and you know i'd love to meet the nine people who were on the executive advisory committee for the who who said no it's not an emergency and, you know, it's an advisory committee. So he just said, yeah, it is. And thus it shall be because he's the dictator general of the World Hypnosis Organization. And if yep. he says so, and people believe that him saying so has any authority over a sovereign individual anywhere on the planet, let alone in the middle of the United States, you're missing a part of your, I don't know, civics class or constitutional law class or whatever. Um, 
who the heck is he and why does anybody care what he has to say other than the hypnosis is really strong the jedi you know the jedi mind control of the who and the media you know i think it's cracking i think you know only uh, a month and a half or so ago prior to um the fda approving shooting babies with you know injectable poison um you know i tried to raise as much awareness as i could knowing that that's what they were going to do but trying anyways to get people to pay attention in the back of my mind i was hoping well you know maybe we can get enough people to be aware that you know if it's under 10 percent of infants that get injected that'll at least mean we got to 90 percent of the parents to get yeah. them to not do it well and at it, the moment Apparently uh, gave up on injecting their children less than, I think it was 0.04% of the population actually injected their babies. And so they just, they nixed the whole plan to inject children in Israel. That's horrible for that 0.4%, but you got to take the win, you know, uh, for what it is. Exactly. Um, and, and, and so, you know, the narrative, um, I think they at some point realized that the COVID narrative is just so many people are so all over it, meaning they're over with it and, and they're over it, meaning they're on top of it. You know, they're, they're just all over it. Um, the facts and the data, and, and yet they keep lying, but they've realized that the whatever the percentages of people who are not yet jabbed or not gonna get boosters, um, you get diminishing returns. It's like penalties in a football game, half the distance, right? You know. Half you could you could you could keep trying to get more people um, to take an injection for COVID, but you might get the people who you might get the stragglers who haven't been injected with COVID toxic poison injections to get afraid of something like monkeypox. Okay, um, it's different countries, you know. Um, you might be able to convince people in nations where there are monkeys to go get their monkey pox vaccine. Okay. And so I think they're just shifting targets, realizing that they're not, you know, they're not going to get me. They're not going to get you. They're not going to get a whole lot of people because we're onto their story. They needed a new story. Well, they're still and trying to, are, they're trying to change the name of monkey pox because they say it's racist because mm -hmm. when they hear monkeypox, they immediately correlate monkeys to black people. So mm -hmm. they say it's racist. So they want to change the name. Um, um, you know, because, that's what propaganda is all about. That's what Newspeak from 1984. You know, how do we change yeah, the name? It's my great shirt. It's my favorite yeah. shirt. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Elvis brought up a good point um, because we say it all the time that uh, monkeypox, we, we think is side effects of the jab that have been rebranded and and now they keep adding symptoms to it so now it can it it can look like you know sexually transmitted diseases it can it can look like herpes or um i don't know what whatever but uh but actually there's a, there's a i mean i i have a i have a 200 page um pdf document that some doctors in mexico were kind enough to share with me where they um, took photographs of this, that, or the other skin ailment and said, you know, this is what that looks like. And that's what that looks like. And that's what that looks like. So forth and so on. Um, 
and, and so skin problems are essentially in many ways when your liver is on overload, your kidneys are on overload, your digestive system is trashed, and the body needs to throw out the trash, okay, it's going to push it out through the skin. If, if you were locked up in a sh Shanghai um, multi-story apartment complex and they welded you in, at some point, you'd be like, I got to get rid of the garbage. You'd throw it out the window. And so the human body, on, on, in many ways, you know, if, the, if everything's blocked up and it needs to leave, it needs to leave now, it's coming right back out through the skin from whence it came. You know, that's, you, you, get a, you get a surface rash like poison ivy. You know, your body's like, get that out of here, okay? Um, toxically, people who have really, really, really bad skin, um, if they do some digestive system, you know, um, repair and, and colon cleansing or enemas or colonics or whatever, if they get the garbage to leave the way it's supposed to, magically the skin gets better. And I'm not saying that, you know, I, I have no idea what's happened to all of these many people because the data collection is atrocious. And that's part of the game, okay? Um, they did a study on 500 people. If you go up to the top of this page, uh, I think it was up at like 26 or so thousand that they're saying. Um, 20, okay, 25, nine. Um, that's, you know, that's a lot of people and each one of those people are suffering in some manner, I, I trust. Um, but that's out of 7.2 billion or whatever the number is. Whatever it is, yeah. Um, boy. You know the photos and the and the scared. This is just a, a fear mongering um, opportunity made in in hell, quite frankly. But you know that's what they're doing. And yeah. Elvis made another good point at the start. The the word was AIDS was making a return from the jab, and technically it is because VADS vaccine acquired immunodeficiency syndrome. It's just a essentially disintegration of your immune system, and we already talked about how your immune system decreases exponentially with every you, you mentioned you mentioned something that's going to you mentioned something that's going to take me on a wild tangent i hope i can get you there um, but well, but, it, but some of these some of these uh things that they're calling monkeypox could they also be the same i mean I, they could also be the same lesions that you see in aids patients um those facial lesions that's exactly like that. where i'm headed if yeah. if you let, let me see if your search engine uh works as as well as mine does See if you can do a search for CDC definition of AIDS, and we'll see if we can get get you to the um, place that I know uh, exists. Um, I can I can dig it up as well for you. Um, the immune system of a person infected with HIV becomes severely compromised. Measured yeah, by yeah, no, it's um, it's a very specific. It's a very specific. CDC.gov right there about HIV AIDS. Human, human, uh, well, that's HIV, HIV, AIDS, it's the HIV. I don't want the HIV. It's all HIV. Um, Try, um, CDC AIDS defining diseases. Oh, defining conditions. What is it? Um, defining you know conditions. Uh, yeah, it's Appendix A AIDS defining conditions. See if you can find that. Appendix uh, A? Yep. Okay. There yep. you go. Might want to blow that up so people can see it. Um, 
I'm 62. So whenever this all started in the 80s and, and such, um, you know, the fear mongering of, oh, we're all going to be dead by 2020. The whole world's going to die from AIDS. Um, you know, I remember the fear mongering from back then. Um, yep. And, and so what I um, didn't witness at the time, but witnessed in retrospect, when you go back and you do some research, they kept changing the definition of what, quote unquote, acquired immunity diseases were. And one month they would add in pneumonia, another month they would add in um, uh, cytomegalovirus. Um, Tuberculosis, okay. uh, herpes, simplex. Right. Okay, and so um, fourth down on the list was one that really caught Cervical my cancer. Invasive, Invasive cervical, cervical okay. cancer. Now, now, I get it. I get it. If you have an immune deficiency syndrome that you've acquired in some way, and you're a woman with a cervix and there's a cancer, and you don't have the immune capability to deal with it, I guess you could say that that cancer was allowed to happen because you've got this collection of things that are called AIDS, okay? But you got to, you know, you scroll down, you'll see carb. Kaposi sarcoma. Okay. Yeah. Um, but of everything that's on here, you got to go all the way down to the bottom to get to what everybody thinks it means. Wasting syndrome attributed to HIV. Okay. And and so um if you're if you're crafting variables and you are able to design, well, what is it that you call AIDS? And you go, well, you know, they had a cold, so they've got an immune deficiency problem. I mean, wouldn't an enormous number of things that are problematic and cause you dis-ease, couldn't they be attributed to immune deficiency? Okay. Well, if you've got vaccine-acquired immune deficiency or VADES, which I think you mentioned. Yep. You know. If that disease name doesn't get an insurance code number that can be reported, then it doesn't exist. Okay? And, and once it gets an insurance code number and it comes with um, a definition. As I, already know where you're, I already know where you're going with all of this. Uh, well, that let makes, him go. Let him that go. makes let perfect him, sense. Let him go. Because no, what do I, no, I, I, I Go for it. Go for it. No, please. What finish. do I say all the time? Follow the money. It's always <laughs> about money because well, they're, not, it money gonna get, they're well, not gonna get the money unless you have a disease on record. So a doctor is not going to be paid to diagnose you with a no, new disease I, never seen before absolutely. in the world. I, I understand. And actually that's that's the issue that a lot of uh jab injured people are having is that there's no code for their quote unquote, vaccine injuries. And I only say quote unquote, cause it's not a vaccine, but, um, and so their, their, their lawyers are recommending that when they file a claim, they, they file for cervical cancer or encephalopathy or lymphoma, everything I see on here. And I do a lot of research on the jab, like half my day, pretty much. Um, 
All I mean, of these things can come from the jab as well. We've we've been seeing it for months. Quite honestly, all of this here to right here, yeah. that's all cancer. Everything that I just highlighted is cancer. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then and if you if you back it up a little bit more, actually, okay. Taxoplasis could be considered cancer as well, but if if you if you want to get into um I, I, I will venture into a tiny little bit of speculation. Okay. I, I like to distinguish between where I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pointing at a document here. Okay. You know, mm -hmm. CDC's website. Okay. Really easy. Um, I'm, I'm a document enlightened specialist, you know, just puts yeah. shed some light on this thing. That's okay, why we love having it. you on Jim. Cause you, you, always, you always bring it. Right. I'll, I'll do a little speculation here. This is just me talking smack. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you think, that hospital number crunchers don't know which diagnoses make more money? No, you oh, think, no. They, do you think if there's a differential diagnosis between disease A and disease B, that there's going to be a protocol if you want to pick disease A over disease B, if there's even remotely a choice, because we get to do this to people who got that, and we make a shitload of money when we do that. So, and if you can stick a thing up their nose and get a COVID nineteen um, along, you know, as a chaser, you get a twenty percent bonus on the whole thing. Do so, you really think that hospital finances don't influence diagnosis decision? So, let me let me let me tell you a little something because this is interesting. You just brought that up, and I, I was just thinking about this the other day because although most of my surgery was done in the military hospital, which everything there is pretty much black and white. Why? Because the government doesn't spend money on color. Um, but when it comes to like other hospitals, I did have to have some procedures done in other hospitals. And it was really weird when I was at a local hospital here, I asked the uh, nurse that was there. I said, what's with the color all over that? I was like, that's just weird. It was all like different colors. Oh, she's like, oh, this is procedures. And it never really dawned on me until a little while later when I heard another person that was working in the hospital field that said, oh yeah, those colors, that's, that's, that's how we know how much it is. The brighter the color, the more expensive the procedure. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So if you go in there and on the outside of your folder, it's purple. That means they ain't getting shit for it. And you're probably, it's probably going to take you forever. They're going to drag it out as long as they can. If you go in there and your shit's like hot pink, I bet that shit's done like tomorrow. Why? Because the hospital is making money on it. Well, I, I mean, at the same, when I went in for my C-section and I'm allergic to almost all medications. So cutting me open was quite, quite a chore and they almost killed me. Um, but after the fact, it, a month later or so, I got a bill. Well, it wasn't a bill. It had already been paid by TRICARE, but it was a, a copy of the bill that they'd sent to TRICARE that had already been paid. And they they charged me like $2,500 for a tetanus shot that I'm allergic to, all kinds of uh, ridiculous amounts of money for drugs that I never took. Almost 25 grand in drugs that she can't I, even I take. Can't, I'm like, I'm allergic to all of these. So I know I didn't take them. And I called the hospital and they're like, oh yeah, we'll review that. And I was like, yeah, okay. And I called TRICARE and they're like, oh, well, we've already paid it. And I'm like, that's that you understand that that's literally your money. That's your personal no, that's, taxpayer money. That's our I, money. Well, I was telling the lady on the other end of the phone, I'm like, cause she didn't care. I was like, you understand that's your personal taxpayer money that just paid this 
completely fraudulent bill. Yep. How do you feel about that? She was like, well, I didn't think about it that way. I'm like, well, maybe you should. They don't care. They just, they pad the bills. That's, that's, I mean, and that was 10 years ago. Big Pharma just working, I, you know. I, I forget the name of the old time bank robber who was asked, you know, why do you rob banks? He said, well, that's where the money is. Mm -hmm. um, you know, why do, why do investors invest in hospital companies? That's where the money is. That's where the money is. That's it. That's yeah. it. Um, I, I just, we, I think it, it's amazing to see this list that that is amazing. And what are the chances that you can find that on COVID? Um, <laughs> the original list yeah, I don't, the I, I don't think they're forthcoming about, you know, at this point, but, um, <laughs> you know, they don't need one. Okay. Because they realize that you want to, you want to get the doctor out of that situation you want to get the hospital administrative money crunching admittance office standing in front of everybody with a swab, got to test for COVID, got to test for COVID, got to test for COVID, 20% bonus. They really should call it the Kaching disease, okay? Because once you get it, Kaching, 20% bonus on everything in the hospital. We, we want you sick enough to justify being in the hospital so we can make money on you. If we, if, if the doctor said, take this and go home and get better, no ka-ching. You know, follow the money, people. It's money pox. What are they getting people to do at this point? Um, they're lining up in San Francisco. I saw lines a couple of months ago in New York. Um, get a smallpox. Okay. Don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but here we go. Um, <laughs> you know, the smallpox injection, what's in there? It ain't smallpox. It ain't money pox. What the heck is it? Well, you know. It, it, I used to manage a nutrition uh, and herbal store, and there were many, there were many um, levels of companies. They were all the ones we dealt with were good, but some were really, 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 really good. Okay, and the really, really, really good ones, with every delivery, you'd get uh, an independent laboratory analysis that they took a bottle from the batch and they sent it out and had it tested, and they go, "Here's what's in the bottle." Okay. Has anybody seen an independent laboratory examination of the batches of the vials from Pfizer, Moderna, and everybody else? Okay. When, when you start looking at what's in these vials, um, boy, uh, you know, I'm working real hard to try to get uh, a person who's presenting information um, about this, um, Dr. Pornima. Um, that was they, it. That was who it was. I, I, I referred to her the other night, and I could not remember her name. Thank you. I'm bad with names. I finally got it. Um <laughs> They have been analyzing what's in the jabs. And the interesting thing to me, it made my light bulb in my head just shine like, oh, my God, I got to know more about this. They couldn't find any mRNA. They found graphene oxide. They found heavy metals. They found, you know, now this, I hope people can realize that this is a, a mental exercise, right? If you're buying vitamin C and the bottle says there's a, 500 milligrams per capsule and you get an independent laboratory analysis and says, now nah, there's no vitamin C in there. You're like, Hey, I want my vitamin C. I'm getting cheated here. I paid for vitamin C. I'm getting God knows what. Um, I'm being robbed. You take it to the federal trade commission and, and you go, Hey, these people are selling me something. And it's, you know, they're claiming it's in the bottle, but it's not right now. I don't really want people to get MRNA in their jabs, but from a FTC federal trade commission, you know, regulatory argument, you don't have to get into the FDA's bull about, is it safe? Is it effective? You know, blah, 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 side effects. No, 
I'm being cheated. You're giving me an injection that you said has mRNA in it. And the laboratory analysis says it has no such thing. It's got a bunch of toxic, you know, chemicals, graphene. Um, you know, we've seen pathogens and, and all kinds of things. I wish I could get the attention of some legal team to take it as a trade, you know, problem where it, it's a contaminated, adulterated um, drug. It's in, been abused. In, it's inadequate. Been... It's an inadequate product that is mislabeled. It's fraud. Yeah. What is in there if they can't find any mRNA? Not that I want there to be mRNA in there, but from a legal argument, haven't been able to get through to anybody for them to realize that it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a opinion about whether or not something is safe or causes harm. That gets tricky. It's a laboratory analytical procedure to do an examination of a vial and determine whether or not the product that you say is in the product is actually in the product. Okay. And do they really want mRNA to be in there or do they want all the graphene and all the other crap to be in there? Because mm -hmm. they're really just trying to mess up people's immune systems. I've got an inquiring mind. I, you know, why in the world doesn't every batch that comes out of Pfizer and Moderna, it's supposed to be tested for purity and you know integrity. And of course they're not doing that. But that's a that's an argument that I feel could be won. And I buy a mattress at the store for you know however much it comes with a, a quality control sticker tag on, on it, it, right? I I buy something from Amazon and and it has something in the little in the box that say you know checked by such and such a person. Or John whatever, packed it, right? Yeah. And John's only got one eye and a seal flipper for an arm. <laughs> That's fine. And he's like, but, you know, like <laughs> someone looked at it, someone checked it. They don't do that. And, with, and so we injecting into your body. We've been here for an hour. I'll talk to you all day long. <laughs> um, there's something I would I would really love to talk to you about. There's two Please. things I really would love to talk to you about. How much time do we have? How much time will you give me? Yeah. I don't know. Keep keep going. Keep going. Okay. Yeah. Uh, go back up to the um, Substack. Go to the article that I just published on Monday. Um, the first page. Yeah. yeah. And go. Back. There's there's another video um, uh, that if you care to play it, I it it just it knocked me over last week oh, and. Yeah. Um, if you could play that first video, it's about seven minutes long, but it is seven minutes of just. Oh, yeah. Um... Okay, we got to put it on the screen, though. Well, you, you took it off. I did. I am Sabelos Banda, the. Hold on, folks. We're going to bring it back to the beginning. In my yeah. locktivism, locktivism. That our government is in the process of amending our national health act. This will have a massive impact on all of us. South Africa. I am Sabelos Banda, the people's locktivist. In my locktivism, locktivism being using the law as a tool by which to advance an activist cause in the interest of justice for the people. I work towards ensuring that as much as possible, people's rights are protected. Some of the people are not aware of the relationship between the proposed national health regulations amendments that the South African government is pushing in line with the attempt to have 
an African Pandemic Preparedness Treaty, which in itself speaks to the proposed Global Pandemic Preparedness Treaty. It is important to realize what exactly this means for all of us as a people. These regulations basically declare a scenario where everyone will end up in one of three categories, where you are either deemed to be a case or you are considered a suspect, or alternatively, you are considered as one who has been in contact with someone who is a case. Once you fall into any one of these three categories, this is what this means for you. According to the proposals that government is putting out there and asking you as a South African to say whether you agree with it or you don't, the most critical aspect is that government says you may not refuse to be medically examined, whereby the medical examination process is whatever government will determine. Second to that, you may not refuse to be put in quarantine or put in isolation. And the requirements for quarantine and isolation are such that the majority of the people of South Africa will not be able to self-quarantine, so they have to be put in a state institution which has been designed for purposes of this quarantine. Further to that, and most critical, is that you may not refuse to take whatever medication that the government says you should take. So necessarily, what this means is that your freedom, which is supposed to be guaranteed and protected by the same act in as far as the right to be informed, is taken away. And you, the right to be able to say no to any particular medication is also taken away. You are caught in a situation whereby government has full control. Once you are put in this isolation space, this quarantine space, you don't have the ability to determine when and how you get out. It will be up to government to decide that it's now time for you to be able to get out. And further to that, we find that now these particular provisions that government is seeking to push are now making the state of disaster regulations permanent through the National Health Act. So now the country of South Africa will be under a permanent state of disaster where masking will be um, permanent, where social distancing is permanent, where control of people at gatherings is also permanent, and also the entry in and out of the country. You are now subjected to such draconian laws, and it is a way by which in the name of health, people's freedoms are being taken away. If you as a South African care about the freedom of this country, if you care about the rights of the people of this country, if you care about your own rights, 
your own freedoms, your own ability to determine what is for your benefit and what isn't, your own ability to determine what health regime to take in the event that you have a medical condition, then you have to participate in this particular process. You have to let government know what you feel, what you think about this regulation process that is going on right now. This public participation that is going on will be for the benefit of the people of South Africa only if the people get up. It's not about someone doing it for you. It's not about waiting to see what is going to happen. It's about us letting our elected representatives know that we as the South African people, in line with the constitutional right to public participation, in line with the um, right enshrined in the National Health Act to public participation, we take a stand and we say, no, we will not allow our rights to be taken away. We cannot continue to have a situation where the rights of the people of South Africa are determined externally. The people of South Africa have a right to decide whether these regulations will come to pass or will not come to pass. And when I talk about the people of South Africa, I'm talking about it from a perspective of the South African people as a collective. But South Africa is made up of individuals. So I'm talking to you as an individual, saying, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to allow this to happen under your watch? Or are you going to stand up and say, I am fighting for myself. I'm fighting for my family. I'm fighting for my nation. I'm fighting for Africa. I'm fighting for the whole of humanity. Because humanity is at a threat right now as we speak. I call upon you as South Africans to stand up and make your voice heard. You have the power to protect the sovereignty of every individual. This is about you, it's about me, it's about our children, it's about our children's children, it's about the future generations of humanity who do not yet have a voice, but we are the voice that is there to protect their future. We have got until the 5th of August for us to be able to make our contributions. On the links below are different platforms by which you can participate. Please get up, be active. Thank you very much. Well, uh, give me one second. So I got to unmute it. Like, give me a second. If, if I recall, Africa, South Africa in particular, but Africa is only about 2% jabbed. Is that correct? Uh, you know, I'd have to look up the numbers. Uh, uh, South Africa, I think, is in the 30 or 40 percent jabbed. Um, okay. Certainly Africa, uh, you know, it, as a whole, um, you know, quite frankly, because they didn't have the money to give to the drug companies. OK, so the drug companies and eh, right. And so that's why they're having well, problems and they're getting stricter because they're not getting the, the buy in. They're not getting the compliance. OK, um, other nations um, across the world. Uh, Europe, Australia, uh, you know, they rolled over and said, you know, shoot me up two, three times. Look at Israel. They had three, four, five, six boosters. 
um, they're suffering for it now. And at nations like South Africa, which had fewer um, and smaller percentages of injections, excuse me, um, the measures are more harsh yeah. because they're not complying. Yep, absolutely. Okay? Because and, most and so, of them take ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine regularly because of the risk of malaria. Yeah. And so they really weren't affected by COVID. And, but, you know, the whole point of COVID was to get shots in arms. So got to do it another so, way. Um, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I can to raise awareness for them. Their comment period is, you know, till Friday. Okay. Um, I, I set up a system whereby people all around the world, if you scroll down a little bit more, Y'all want to have some fun. If your readers are um, uh, interested in taking it. First, read the article. Make sure you watch the videos in order to learn how the government health officials are attempting to impose tyrannical control over the people of South Africa. Second, mm -hmm. click here to use our one-click system to tell multiple health officials in South Africa that you stand in solidarity. Go, go ahead. Click, click here. Let's test this system. Let's see if this system works. Um, it, it'll take you to where uh, you could put your... Uh, contact info in there. Um, you can do it off screen if you don't want people to know all your info. Um, boom, pre-written pre letter to the health officials. Um, I think there's six of them that we have emails for. Uh, there's a pre-written letter. You can edit it and add to it if you wish. Um, or if you go back, uh, hit, hit, the, hit the back button and go back to where you were. Um, that, that website is put together by Dr. Rima Labo and her uh, associate Ralph. Yes. Um, who have been doing this sort of stuff for decades, okay? If you scroll down, you'll see that there's six emails there, okay? Yep. Um, hey, anybody want to give them a piece of their mind? Go right ahead. Tell the, <laughs> folks, tell, tell the folks in South Africa that um, people around the world, um, you know, we, we may not have a say in terms of, you know, we don't have a vote in South Africa. We're not vote South African yep. citizens. But, you know, I, I hope you can see... Um, we're watching you, uh, South Africa. We do know what you're doing, and we're really not happy about it. Don't think you're doing it in, in the dark of the night. Um, we are paying attention uh, because if we let it happen there, you know, it's right around the corner. They're trying to do that in New York. You know, um, yep. yeah. governor of New York is California. Is, is California. Um, don't don't think that you know something happening on the southern tip of Africa is a million no miles away. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. you let it happen there, you let it happen everywhere. Um, now maybe I can really talk what I want to talk about. How about that? Please. I hope that okay. I hope all this conversation suited your needs for information. Yeah. Um, I've got a project that I'd love to share with you. And um, son of a gun, I'm not going to be able to get it to you. I'm going to have to um, email it to you. Okay. Um, because it's a secret project. Um, I just realized that you're not going to be able to just go find it. Um, <laughs> Well, that uh, would you're going to have to um, help me remember your email in just a moment. I um, please do bear with me. I should have been prepared for this. I wasn't thinking okay. it well enough ahead. Um, what I'm working on is a mashup. Um, if you give me the first couple of letters of your email, uh, uh, Mick, M-I-C, V-L-Y-N-N, K-E-Y-M. M-I-C-V-L-Y-N-N at Gmail. There you go. Okay. Um, this is a... Oh, picked up the wrong thing. Um, 
This is a draft unpublished article that I'm hoping to publish on Monday the 8th. That's just a self-imposed um, yeah, self um, deadline. Um, it's a declaration of demand. And so um, off it went. Hopefully it's in your email. Uh, it's a mashup of the Declaration of Independence, a portion of the First Amendment, which is the portion about having the inalienable right to petition your government for a redress of grievances. A uh, portion of it is a response to the craziness that the World Health Organization uh, is missing. They're not talking about so many things that people are concerned about, and they're never going to, okay? And the fourth thing is, in case you haven't noticed, um, we're about 90 days away from the midterm elections. And That's in it. my world, um, it's refreshing. there's a litmus test, you know, on every level of anything that anybody might want to try to beg me for my vote that will be counted in some fashion by somebody somewhere in some crazy way. So I'm not even going to get into voting and all that sort of stuff. I would like to put out to you and to your audience, um, you know, my phone number, 310-619-3055. It's right on this page. Um, you know, you can go. I, sh I, I really wasn't thinking. You got me all excited here. <laughs> it is working right now. You can go to declarationofdemands.com. It will get you even into the draft version of this. So declarationsofdemands.com. And what I've compiled here, there's a little document below the purple um, image that um, is a PDF version of the website. And if you just scroll down a, a little bit um, past the video and past the thing, there's about 52 items here that are essentially mimicking. I, I clearly plagiarized the Declaration of Independence. I invite anybody to go on YouTube and do a search for spoken Declaration of Independence and go get go get the actual document and, and read it while somebody is actually reading it out loud to you. And, you know, I, Everybody should be a little bit familiar with it, but you know, most people probably haven't read it since high school or some such thing. For all intents and purposes, the Declaration of Independence is, is a list of grievances. It's a bitch list. It, it's like the, the folks who wrote it were fed up. They lived under tyranny under the King of England for however long they felt that was going on. And they finally said, we've had it. Here are the reasons why we're declaring our independence from the British Empire. And they committed treason as far as Britain was concerned. Okay. They stuck their necks out. They pledged their lives and their fortunes and their honor. And they essentially said in polite society, it's appropriate to tell the other person what it is you're upset about. So they wrote a list of grievances, you know, taxation and um, quartering soldiers and, you know, a whole list of things. Okay. Today they would have um, called them domestic terrorists. I knew I should have worn my Oh, absolutely. Okay. They would have, they would have hung them as traitors had mm -hmm. they, you know, caught them. Okay. Um, and, and so what this page is, is what I 
will be doing for at least the next 90 days until the election. If anybody even remotely thinks that they're going to get anybody's vote in this country, um, they need to let the potential voters and constituents know whether or not they um, intend to support what's in this document. And so if you scroll down real quick, um, you'll get to, um, uh, this is this is the, um, if you right below the first header there, um, um, yep. up a little bit, if you would. Um, yeah. Declaration. Uh, we the people, you know, um, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for a multitude of people to come together, should remind you of the Declaration of Independence. I borrowed it. Okay. Well, if um, you've ever read Federalist 2, James yeah. Madison said that the Declaration of Independence was created for us to use again. It was not meant for a one-time use. They made it in such a way that if all we do is change dates and slide in names and words, we can make the same document more effective for a future date. That's what I'm doing. Perfect. That's what the intention was. That was the intention. Scroll down. Scroll they, down. They used um, KISS principles before they were cool. <laughs> okay. Um, modernize it a little bit. Go down to part one. Um, you know, the folks at the Constitution didn't ever see pharmaceutical companies on the horizon. Really? Okay. And so there are some core principles, right? And um, they didn't really get into... Um, a, a bill of rights in regards to uh, health freedom. I mean, there wasn't anybody telling you, um, you know, maybe you shouldn't let the doctor give you mercury. Maybe you shouldn't let the doctor bleed you. Maybe you shouldn't let, you know, this, that, or the other treatment, whether it's witchcraft or, you know, patent medicines or whatever. Um, they just figured people would deal with it on their own. They didn't. They didn't see the rise of the Rockefellers and the pharmaceutical companies and the Bears and the Farbins and all that sort of stuff. If we could just hit the the topics, there's um, the core number principles. one, yep. core principles. Scroll down until you see number two, um, which inalienable, is, inalienable rights. Okay, and and so go up to the picture. Um, the the quote from Robespierre. Any law which violates the inalienable rights of um, man is essentially unjust and tyrannical. It's not a law at all. Correct. Right. And my goodness, we have so many of them that we just do. need to be wiped out. Um, number three is meant to be part of a worldwide um, demands in response to the WHO. These are all pretty universal. Yep. Um, whether you're in the United States or any other country on the planet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I think there's uh, 13 of those, I think, off the top of my head. And then the last part is the big one. Um, it, it's specific things to the United States. And so there's 22 at the moment. Um, this is a work in progress. It's a living document. Uh, I'm ask, I've asked many people. I'm asking you. I'm asking your audience. I'm asking whoever the, you know sees the video. Um, give me a call. 310 Six one nine three zero five five. If you would like to have some input into this declaration of demands, shoot um, twenty three should be. We demand that everyone involved 
in any of the cover-up concerning COVID-19 be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law to include death? Um, I've got a whole website dedicated to COVID criminals, okay? Um, and, but it and should so be I'll, one of our demands in this document, as far as I'm concerned, because at that, at that write point- it, Write it up. If write we it up call, and email, if you write think it up the way you want it to be and email it to me, okay? If, um, if you think about it and we pull all of these and uh, I apologize, but if we pull all these cocksuckers together, we find out that every <laughs> single one of them was hiding shit from us at that point, And we can prove it beyond a shadow of a doubt per our legal standing here in the United States, beyond a shadow of a doubt, we can prove their guilt. Then as far as I'm concerned, they should stand trial and their execute execution should be carried out forth forthcoming, uh, much like Nuremberg. Yeah. You want Nuremberg 2.0 here in the United States. Yep. Okay. And and so, um, my request, my humble request to you is, um, write it up in email Write it up in the most concise okay. language. You just spoke it, okay? You went flying right through my brain. Um, this is meant to be a collaborative effort because, okay, um, it really pissed me off when the WHO canceled their public comment period scheduled for the middle of June. Okay, Now, I know they weren't going to listen anyways. I get it, okay? But you got to at least go through the um, rigmarole of pretending. And, and so they rescheduled it for... Um, September, and there is going to be a push as soon as they let everybody know where to send their opinions, okay? Um, This is a bit of a template for people who need to have the memories jogged of what should be um, in here. Mm -hmm. Now, um, in addition to that, uh, there might maybe be one or two don't beat me up about it maybe there's one or two people in congress who their opponent is worse and you got to leave him in there because there's no better choice at the moment okay um but if you just go up to if you just go up to number one on this subsection not way at the top but on the advance yes okay we may have talked about this at some point um every single person in congress um has broken the law multiple times. They've disobeyed the law. Um, Title 50, um, Section 1622, Congress is supposed to, every six months, vote on a joint resolution to end any nationally declared emergency. Yep. There's 42 active states of emergency, not just COVID, okay? I'm just waiting for the 43rd to be moneypox, right? Every six months, Congress is supposed to express the will of the people and vote on a joint resolution to put an end to the emergency situation. Okay? They've failed in their legal obligations to do the most fundamental thing that they're elected to do, which is to express the voice of we the people in Congress. This is a you know a law in the U.S. code that they've all broken twice a year times 42. So 84 times a year they've broken the law. Mm-hmm. They've failed to do their duty. Now, once the Senate, I don't know how, you know, I, I wrote an article about this, and a couple of weeks later they actually voted once. The Senate voted 48 to 47 earlier this year. 
to stop the national emergency for COVID, the House never took it up. Okay. And as far as I'm concerned, Taiwan can keep her. But the point is, everybody else in Congress, um, where where have you all been? We're all done with this emergency. Does anybody really think that um, quote unquote COVID is an emergency at this point? Where well, everybody gets right, Congress, Congress stuck in the money jar. Congress, exactly. Congress has got to keep it going because how do you cover up the billions and billions of dollars that you're blowing going over to Ukraine, going to fucking <laughs> China, going to all these other places? They've got to cover up the money somehow. How do they do that? Well, we still have a COVID. And now, now you've got California coming out saying, well, we're declaring a monkeypox state of emergency. And Illinois and New York. And Illinois and New York. Now you've got three states doing it. Before you know it, you're going to have every other swing and dick state because why? Well, there's money that comes to, from that. Absolutely. Why are we so tied to the tit of the American government as states when states have more power than the federal government? These governors, and I'm going to say this with all due respect, but these governors are the biggest pussy boys I've ever seen. They are all about this. Let's just, well, we'll keep, we'll keep edging it out. We'll keep moving it on. We're going to kick the can down the road. It'll be the next guy's deal. It'll be J Mr. James's deal. It won't be my deal. I'll, I'll let him win. And now he can kick the can down the road. And that's what's been going on in this country. Nobody steps up, takes accountability for what they've done and says, hey, look, guys, I kind of screwed you all because I, I didn't do this. But the next guy will get it. Get the now, if you put if you put 100 um, patriotic Americans or just, you know, regular everyday Americans and, and you had a hundred people and you said, look, um, we've got a sheet of paper that's got 10 slots on it. Give us your top 10 grievances related to health and COVID and the pandemic. And, you know, not, I mean, there's, there's a world of everything, you know, that's yeah. all another story. Okay. Just let's, let's try to contain it a little bit. And you had a hundred people each give you their top 10. You would not come up with a thousand because there would be overlap. There'd be a lot of people who were like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pissed about this, 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 and this. You know, there'd be some that made it to the list. You know, it, it's like when they vote for an MVP or something like that. You know, they get 98% um, of the votes. You know, uh, almost everybody thinks, you know, a certain thing. And then there'll be something that's got 95%. And then there'll be a few stragglers who have some very unique and specific um, issues. What I'm, what I'm looking for is where can we all find agreement rather than you know the last thing in the world i want is for this to be in any way remotely divisive all right and it will be because everybody's got their little bone to pick but um if you read this when you know we're not going to read it all on, on on the show right now um if you read this and you go jim what in the hell are you thinking okay get this out of here this is crazy okay well you may very well be absolutely 100 right or you may be in a dramatic minority. There might be 99% of the whole rest of the country says, no, you're wrong. There's the majority. It's never easy. You can't please everybody. Okay. I understand that. I'm sticking my neck into the middle of a, a hornet's nest. Okay. Um, I didn't cause these problems, people. I'm trying to just put in writing what everybody can agree that they're feeling. 
that they that they are, you know, this is just wrong. And when you catch yourself going, well, that should be against the law, or there ought to be a law that prevents that, or, um, you know, that law is messed up. One of, one of the things on the list is um, why in the world did we ever allow pharmaceutical companies to get a pass in regards to liability? Okay. Just just write a little little bill that says we hereby repeal um, the 86 law and the PrEP Act. And, you know, if a company wants to make something that harms people, they're going to have to pay damages. How did they ever, how did we, the people, ever allow those companies to get a pass on product liability, right? Could we write a law that if I had a business and I had a product, it was in the law that you couldn't sue me if I made you some food and you died because of it, okay? I can't get a law written for me. That is as unconstitutional. And I, I challenge anybody to look in the law. The law actually says that no court in the land will have jurisdiction over this segment of the law, which you got to look at that and go, how can that be written in 1986 and have never been challenged on constitutional grounds? Since when does Congress get to tell the Supreme Court that they don't have jurisdiction over some no, aspect? In, how in, in the, the world have we allowed that to be? No one's ever challenged. No one's ever. That is the dumbest shit. I, okay, that that takes a new level to stupidity. Okay. I mean, that's you know, not even a self-licking ice cream cone. That's worse. Yeah. And so, and so that's the locktivism, lock you know, activism with the law that Sabello um, yeah. talks about. When, when you actually understand aspects of the law and you go, wait a minute, seriously, Jim, there, there literally is, I, I can't name it off the top of my head, but if you go digging for it, um, Congress passed the law giving um, protection from liability on injections for children. And they, they put in the law so bold that no court will have jurisdiction over this matter. And, and, and you know, the founding fathers must be going, you're kidding me, right? The, we, you, the people, are letting them get away with that? How did they slip that through? Well, I admit, in 1986, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, no one okay. reads it. M my bad. You read it. Um, you know, but, but at some point, you become aware of it, and, and then you become ignorant, and it's a choice to go, yeah, whatever, okay? Um, well, we can't as a people continue to go, yeah, whatever, okay? Because look what they're doing in South Africa. They're doing the same thing everywhere else. They're doing it in New York. They're trying to do it in California. Um, don't think that you can move to Florida or Texas or wherever and, and hide from it. Um, you know, first they came for them and then they came for them. And now that they're coming for me, there's nobody left to protect me. You, you, if you live in Florida, you might be one of the last ones, okay? Um, but guns don't stop tanks. Okay, so unless you got a tank and a whole bunch of them and everything else under the sun, this isn't going to be won because you have a gun. Okay, have a gun to protect yourself by all means. But this has to be won because we come back together, we unite as a people, and we understand what they're doing and how they're playing their game, right? And 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 realize that the power of all of the people unified together is greater than these few jerks in office who get away with stuff because we're not paying attention. We're too busy doing whatever the heck else it is we're doing. And so this is my attempt. And I um, would appreciate um, 
Boy, I can just imagine the length of the email that you guys personally <laughs> will send me. Okay. Um, and I welcome it. Uh, trying to keep it to health related stuff. Yeah. Okay. Because we could get into the Federal Reserve and we can get into. Yeah, you know, no, that'll, that, that more, would be. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, love just to have your ideas. Based on what, some of the, the things that came out today, just realize by what you're doing here. You are automatically identifying yourself as a domestic terrorist, according to the FBI right now. Oh, yeah, I've got that. Story. Just letting you know that if if terror, if terror, here's another one where locktivism comes into place. OK, um, read read my first article on my blog ever. OK, it's mm -hmm. all about that. Um, the uh, locktivism aspect of it is I I have a I don't want to sound like Martin Luther King. OK, I have a I have a hope right for the future um they've put these laws into place that when power shifts the laws are going to be used against them because who other than the media have been instilling terror into the hearts of our domestic populace okay you just said it who the who exactly exactly um you know the media driving you know the pandemic fear, the, the money pox, the COVID, um, this, that, and the other thing. Um, they don't seem to realize that when they're not in power and the dynamic shifts, the very laws that they've written are going to come back and bite them. Well, this isn't so much a law. If you want to pull this up real quick, babe, this came out of the FBI. This is what Mick was referencing. The, the new domestic terrorism symbols guide <laughs> and it includes things like um, the, the 2A symbol, yeah, the Punisher uh, skull. There's the uh, don't tread on me flag, the Gatson flag, yeah. any revolutionary war material. Um, the Liberty tree, the yep. Betsy Ross flag, um, the black flag. Yeah. The warrior culture emblems that people wear on the back and the decals on the back of their, their vehicles with the Mulan lab um, and all of that. That's all based on that's the army shit. I, I don't know why they're going after <laughs> now. The army shit apparently is now anything Punisher related. Um, uh, anything according to the black flag or the American flag, even the Betsy Ross flag is considered mm -hmm. uh, to be um, part don't of it. Don't see, don't see the uh, Declaration of Independence, uh, second Federalist Papers. No, 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 uh, that's in there. That's that's in there in the actual written document. This is just the pictures and the emblems. So if you have these okay. things on the back of your car, people are identifying you as malicious, militia, violent extremism. And when the first time I heard about this, I heard this this morning on. Um, Project Veritas. Uh, no, I heard it from. Um, Jack Pacific. No. Your girl, Leanna. Oh, Leanna. And Leanna was talking about it this morning. And I was like, wait a minute, M -E MVE? I was like, wait a minute. Are, are we talking about a Transformers movie? Like MBE, <laughs> like non-biological uh, fucking whatever, you know. Entity, yeah. NBE1. And I was just like, no. She's like, MVE. I was like, what? Militia violent extremism. When I went and looked it up, I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Yeah. The FBI is not this stupid. Uh, we're, we have the, we fly the Gadsden flag in front of our house. With a 1776 Betsy Ross flag Underneath above it. Underneath it, yeah. Double, double it. duty there for you, right? No kidding. Um, I guess I'm a big time terrorist, folks. Seriously. You know, um, like I said, like I said, um, when the power dynamic shifts, um, the laws that, you know, they've been trying to use against us um, 
are, are going to come back and bite them. And so that doesn't mean that those laws are legitimate. Okay. You still have inalienable rights as a human being that you have to defend. Um, it's not just, you know, it's not just about defending yourself with the gun. Quite frankly, if you've got to get the gun out, you've, you've lost the battle already. Okay. You've, you've messed up to get to that point. You, you need to do things that are smarter and, and more proactive. Um, I am of the mindset that, um, the United States, the Constitution, the Declaration, the, the founding, the foundation is is worth saving. Okay, it's not a teardown. The United States is definitely not a teardown. It's getting close. Okay, but it, it's a rehab project. You know, there's there's a lot of additions that have been put on that need to be removed as it spoiled the character of the beauty of, of what was begun. Right. Um, it, it, it's the kind of thing where. If, as a people, we can't come together and say, look, this country is worth saving, um, things have gone very, very wrong, here are our list of grievances. And as you said with the Federalist Paper, take them out, plug in the modern ones. Um, it's pretty much what I did. And uh, I can't, like I said, I can't wait to see um, the, the size of the email that I get from you guys with Jim, yeah, you got Friday. this and this and this and this and this. And and so there's this there's this fine line between you can't please everybody, that's for darn sure. I'm not the king of the world, it's not my call. Um you can have something be so much that people just oh, it's too much, can't handle it. Um, you know, it's currently three pages. Uh, except this morning I woke up and a gentleman from Japan sent me a Japanese translation out of the blue. I'm like, okay. thank you very much. He spaced it out real nice so it's easy to read. I think it ended up being five or six pages. Okay. I can't read it. I trust it's a good translation. Thank you so very much. Okay. Um, and, and, and so it's at a point where we've got 90 days from now until the election. And it doesn't mean that this stops, you know, after 90 days. Mm -hmm. But if you want to have a conversation starter, um, Drop those three pages on the table and tell the person across the table, um, circle anything that you disagree with. Let's see what's left. Okay. Oh, so maybe we agree with 47 out of 52. Let's focus on those 47. Or whatever the numbers may be. I'm obviously making that up. Um, if you say, hey, Jim, it, it should at least get up to 60 because I got eight more. Okay. So be it. We add another little half a page. Um, it, it's if if you don't clearly state, and I and I kind of know where this came from. I helped organize a political event a couple three years ago, and um, there was a group of protesters that were trying to spoil the event. And I went outside to see what was going on, and went up to one of the people who looked like they were the leadership or whatever you know in charge, you know, active clearly with whatever was going on. And I said, hey, what's your beef? And he hands me a piece of paper. And he said, that's what we're complaining about. And I read it and he won me over in a heartbeat. I was like, oh, yeah, me too. You know, can I have a sign? Okay, I don't, I don't disagree with you. You're right. Does it, you know, at this point, it's almost irrelevant what it was. They were clear about what they wanted. 
Okay. And it, it was the handing over of a piece of paper. I read it. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, how in the world can this be allowed, you know, to not be uh, addressed? And so, you know, at this point, they're sticking needles with poison into babies. Yeah. And if you if you all think that's okay, and you can just sit back and watch TV and, you know, say, well, it's somebody else. Um, you don't have babies in your home. And so you don't worry about it. It's um, not us. Yeah, it's not yeah. us. And, you know, um, well, that's the next generation. They're killing the next generation. Or at least they're trying to. They're trying to. And so um, if that isn't enough to get people to just say, no, nope, that's it. Line in the sand. You've crossed it. I'm not taking it anymore. It's going to be, I'm, I, I'm the most peaceful, peace-loving. Nobody needs to be harmed in the production of this um, document. Um, but you have to have a backbone and you have to just say, that's it. I've had enough. And pretty much, you know, I, I could imagine uh, Thomas Jefferson and Sam Adams and Benjamin Franklin and John Hancock and whoever the heck else may have been there uh, for the declaration. Um, hey, Ben, what are you pissed about? Okay. Hey, Tom, you know, what, what's, what's got you, what's got you, your panties in a bunch, you know, what, what, what's a burr under your saddle? Okay. Um, and they just listed it. Yeah. I, I could see, I definitely could see that. And they yeah, just went you off. Know, and they drinking, snapped. you know, having some good brew, you know, yep. just we've had it, you know, Hey, and somebody probably said, Hey, you know, um, they could, they could hang us for this guys. You realize, right? Well, I'm not saying that we're going to leave merry old United States the way they said we're going to leave merry old England. I'm saying um, we need to fix our country. We need to get rid of the things that are messing it up and maybe make some changes that, you know, new things cropped up that you'd never imagined over the past three years and, and law doesn't necessarily deal with it properly. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a rehab project. It's not a teardown. Um, it's a peaceful process that if we do it properly, uh, generations will go, wow, you know, the United States almost went down the tubes, but their people got together and they fixed it. Wouldn't that be great? In that the, would be great. In the first Continental Congress, nobody said that. that. However, in the second Continental Congress, uh, before, um, God, I can't remember his name now, the dude on the, the biggest thing, John Hancock. Right. John Hancock looked over everyone before he signed it because he was the first one to sign it. And he looked at everybody before he signed it. And he said, just realize, folks, by putting our name to this paper, we are committing treason against the crown right now. Yep. And at any, any point, we could be killed for what sure. we have done sure. and uh he I, went I, on he went on and he had the biggest signature on the document yeah, the yeah. reason he had the big, biggest signature is because he wanted everybody else to he, he was like he was playing old school yard rules he was like i told you i had a big dick here it is <laughs> he wasn't um, joking because he put his name the biggest on and, the paper. and and i want to clearly absolutely say that i am not john hancock there's no treason here there's no saying you know, fight the country. Fight, no, you're, you know, you're, you're, it's, it's the anti, it's the opposite. Yeah, Your, yours they, is operating still within the will of the law. Yeah. Yours is still living within the color of the law, if you will. Um, not the will of the law, but the because color of the law. The intent, the, intent, the spirit and the letter. Yeah. 
correct. The spirit right. of the of of the the document is behind the color of the law. So you you have all of that going for you. But um, I hate to end this conversation, but we do really yeah, have to get off of here. It's been a pleasure, um, James. Where can people, me. Jim, where can people find you? Um, your Substack, uh, your sure. phone number. I, I'm, sure. I'm uh, the only hard part is spelling my name. Uh, yeah. James uh, Roguski, R-O-G-U-S-K-I dot substack dot com. Uh, you could go to uh, declaration of demands, plural, dot com, declaration of demands dot com. All my contact information is there. And my phone number is 310-619-3055. And uh, I... Uh, USAI. Uh, you know, my email as well, uh, it's just got a dot in it, james.roguski at gmail.com. Uh, I, I look forward to suggestions and criticism and um, discussion, uh, trying to make it better. Um, if somebody, there you go, um, jamesroguski.substack.com. Uh, there's always going to be somebody who thinks of the thing that you forgot, and then you go, oh, how in the world did I you know, not do that? Um, there's a handful of categories. There's inalienable rights. There's things that are universal and worldwide, which we're kind of aiming at the WHO. And, and then there's things for Congress um, in, in that, you know, we've got this election season coming up. Yeah. And, and so it's meant to be, um, you know, they're making all kinds of promises. Uh, is anybody asking what we want? To test, okay. it's a good test of your candidate. If you read those things to your candidate and your candidate agrees with them, ask you can ask the candidate, okay, well, why haven't we pushed this in front of Congress yet? Yeah. Hey, man, I appreciate the time. Uh, we've been all thank over the place so on this one and couldn't ask for more. I, I, thank you so much. That's great. We really appreciate we it. We love having you here, James. Yes. Thanks thanks a bunch. And uh, we look forward to you coming back. Yeah. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye. All right. All right, folks. So there you go. Uh, Mr. Roguski, please go check out his Substack at jamesroguski.substack.com and you can get the rest of this. Um, unfortunately, he uh, that whole thing ate up most of our time tonight, which sucks because I had a bunch of really kick-ass stories that I wanted to get That's to. But okay. don't worry about we it. We have tomorrow. Because we have tomorrow. That's fine. Um, and actually, we have a political candidate on, on with us tomorrow, too, so that should be interesting. Um, Who? Frank Lopez. Oh no, he's not a political candidate. He's a uh, he's a sheriff. He'll be uh, talking about the border. He'll be a good oh, one to go over a lot okay. of these stories with. But before we go, uh, well, two things we have to do. Of course, we have to do our uh, our our tribute uh, to Justin. But um, before we do that, play that that first video that I have up there because this was just so weird. Okay, now y'all may know that we grew up in originally in New York City. Mick and I both. I was in Queens, and he was over in. Brooklyn or the Bronx or whatever. Bronx. Anyway. Um, and uh, I don't know about you, babe, but do you ever drink the tap water? Yeah, all the time. All the time. You used to drink out of a hose. Yeah, okay, that's true. We did drink out of a garden hose. Shit, we used to drink out of the fire hydrants. Would you trust the tap water in New York City today? Fucking no. Okay. <laughs> hey, tap into good health. I never head out without my New York City tap water. Hot outside. I urge every New Yorker to drink up. Tap water is the best.
Yeah, but he lives in probably some upscale, rich ass neighborhood. He is the he is now the mayor of New York City. Yeah, he okay. probably lives off of Fifth Avenue somewhere. I want to know, and you know that they what get good fucking did they water. Put in the water now that he wants everyone to drink. Oh, that's that's a better way, better put, my name. What what new what thing did, did you add the to the water that he's pushing everyone to drink tap water? Yeah, yeah. there's there's definitely something going something, on. Something that the, is interesting. Watch, watch, the water, the water. watch the water. Watch the water. Uh, Truth fighter. Um, we had uh, James Roguski on with us. If you're not familiar with James Roguski, he makes the rounds of a lot of alternative media podcasts, generally talking about what the Who is doing in any given day. Um, right now they're pushing this new, uh, well, they've rebranded the pandemic treaty to the, uh, CAII. Um, and, uh, anyway, but he's, he's awesome. He's a, an encyclopedia of knowledge about all the, the ways that they're trying to take over the world, pinking the brain style. So, yes. yeah. Anyway. Uh, real quick, just so we can get to something, there's something, uh, we got to talk about before we get out of here too. One of the other things is this whole vote in Kansas folks. If you, you hear this shit, please just go ahead and stop people. Um, the liberals have been making the rounds all day with this. It's oh, been fucking ridiculous. They're trying to say, Oh, see the American people don't support Roe. You're wrong. You are wrong. Okay, that is not what that vote was about. Read what's in the fucking bill. It literally states that Kansas state funds in Kansas can still be used for abortions. That's all it was about. It wasn't about whether or not fucking Kansas, if it's legal or not for fucking state funds in can or for the state of Kansas to support abortion or not. It's not about any of that. It was completely about state funded abortions and that they didn't want it in their constitution, their constitution. They were amending their constitution to state that Kansas will not state fund abortions, period, from now on. That's the only thing they removed. They didn't remove any of the other laws that Kansas has in place right now preventing abortion. Fact. Yeah, they have it. All right. So just if you hear your liberal friends opening their mouth saying, oh, see, see, I told you the American people were be behind row bullshit. You're a fucking idiot. Read the fucking story. At least have the common decency. If you're going to read a headline to at least read the rest of the story, because that's not what the story was about. Uh, not to mention Arizona. Um, Big wins last night in Arizona. Blake uh, Masters. Blake Masters won. Ricky uh, uh, the, or Carrie Lake. I want to call, call her Ricky Lake all the time no, for odd Lake. reasons. Uh, big wins. Um, and it was still funny because if you listen to Politico Playbook this morning, they opened up with, well, it was a half and half for Donald Trump. I don't know. 100% out of uh, zero, hon. If all of your candidates won, that's 100%, correct? Yeah. Okay. So then I don't think it's a half and half for Donald Trump. Donald Trump won, period. He fucking kicked their ass and it was hysterical to watch. Well, the, so the governor race hasn't quite been decided yet. Um, Carrie Lake is ahead by 11,000 votes right now with not quite 80% of the votes counted. It's odd that they stopped counting again. They I just wanted to throw again. that out they in sure Arizona. Did. They stopped counting this time in Georgia. We didn't stop counting, but it didn't matter because in Arizona fucking they stopped counting again. Uh, shit. What the fuck's going on? Why did you stop counting? What's going on out there in Arizona? Uh, Desert beauty. What's going yeah, on out they there? Were, they were giving 
Republicans fucking felt pens. You guys talked about this last night. Yeah, so. there was pens. I've heard the pen yeah. story. I've heard uh, giving wrong directions, um, especially uh, something about Maricopa County where somebody went up and asked for directions to get to the uh, voting booth and they were told to go just because they looked Republican. Yep. They were told to go no, no, to no, the wrong they place have to get there. Yeah. Well, they have. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So some, some there's some real that. fishiness going on still in Arizona. So now I'm really wondering if uh, uh, w what else is going on there because there's there's something else going on. We're just not oh, aware. They are terrified of Carrie Lake. Terrified. But uh, what's her name? One in Michigan, which is huge because she's going to be the one that gives uh, Gretchen uh, Whitmer tutor. Yeah. Tutor, what's her name? Yeah. She she won, which is good because she'll give Gretchen Whitmer a run for her money. And a lot of people are backing it. But there's another really funny story that came out while B-Link gets some shit ready over here. Um, Yours is ready. Houston had a buyback this past week. And if you're not aware, they had a gun buyback uh, sale. And uh, this is why. One more time for all everybody else. I, I I don't fucking believe in gun buybacks. They don't fucking work. The criminals don't go in to get their guns bought back from from cops. Get the fuck out of here. You're higher than a kite. That doesn't happen. But somebody else took advantage of this and stole my idea because it was an idea I had fucking years and years ago. But he went for three dollars per gun. And fucking had he 3D, 3D printed, printed guns made for him. 62 of them, to be exact. 62 fucking guns. Brought him down to the police station. And the police station had to fucking take it. And he was given $5,285 worth of fucking gift cards from the cops. And the guy spent $3 a fucking fake gun I, I don't know how to say this is a liberal program in a liberal city that one cover clever man took full advantage of covenant garden i don't trust any election results regardless of which political party loses fire fire this is just this is ridiculous this was taxpayer money by the way just to let you all know down in uh, houston if you live down there because it was a local thing so the houston government paid for this um they only bought back 845 guns um a hundred thousand dollars in total gift card payments were handed out um they noted that a number of firearms could be turned in by an individual, nor was there a restriction of the type of handguns as long as they were functioning. Um, enter some creative, uh, approximately experimental individuals decided to make some extra cash. Photos of the event authorities, fresh 3D printed firearms. Yeah, all they had to do was work. How did they test that? One man showed up with a buyback with dozens of three 3D printed firearms and Houston authorities had no choice but to accept them and handed over the gift cards uh, for it was three dollars for each firearm to be printed. He uh, he was given fifty two hundred dollars in gift cards. That's amazing. Look at that. So I'm just saying, folks, um, we keep getting more ridiculous as the days go on and the nights get longer. It's going to get more ridiculous as we get closer to election day and everything else. Um, I think in September, the news cycle will have dropped to a four hour news cycle and we will no longer be re repeating fucking stories that we heard in the morning at night.
because I think shit's going to get real crazy here shortly because there's just too much shit going on right now. People are fucking stupid. That really is what it boils down to. Groups of people are fucking stupid. Individuals, individuals, you can talk to them, but groups of people are fucking retarded. And that's what it boils down to. And that's what we have to deal with because these same retards that are doing this shit, they're going to go out there and vote. And what we have to remember is these people are going to vote. We, no matter how much we don't want to do it, we have to vote. We have to go out and vote. We have to. We don't have a choice. Because if we don't, we're leaving it up to these other fucking ridiculous retards out there that possibly can go out and vote. I hear you. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So get it out. Pack it up. Flick it out. Spark it up. Load it up. Whatever. Time to get some. How, if you have an iPad Pro, do you see comments on Foxhole? Because I just comment, can never see. If you look down at the bottom or at the mid, like right underneath the screen, there should be like three ta- three tabs. Um, actually, Leanna went through it this morning with a whole bunch of people. It made me, it made me giggle. But um, if you go down there just below the screen where you talk, there's like three tabs. In that third tab should be the comments section. Just click on that. And that'll bring up all the comments underneath your uh, underneath your video. It should. I say that. I don't know, but I mean, I'll try and pull it up real quick and take a look for you. See, as a creator, we see a different screen, so it, it's a little bit more difficult for me, but. I believe that's how you do it, though. I will ask, uh, Leanna, is that the way you do it, or am I wrong? If I'm wrong, you can yell at me. Half a rant had to turn up the TV for points still wet. Whoa, what? Half a rant had to, tr- to turn up the TV the up. You missed comment earlier, Sparky asked if there was wet. a rant tonight because he had paint that needed to dry. Wow, that's fucked up, dude. It's fucked up, Sparky. Man. I don't think you meant it that way. I think I did. iPad is different. iPad is different. Okay, so how do you do it on an iPad, Liana? Because on my iPhone, there's three tabs. It's yeah. right underneath the screen, and I click on the comments tab. And by the way, I don't know if us talking about it last night, but your show is so much better today. Like, I could just click in and listen, and I didn't have to keep refreshing nothing. It was awesome. I fucking loved it. Yep. My cousin said a friend went through the felt tip uh, pen BS. They voted. Also, they they Re- also they refused. refused to use the felt tip. Oh, good. Use the ball Fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. That's all I can say. Fuck them. Yeah. They apparently they had a problem with the Sharpies in uh, Michigan. 
last night too. I, I didn't, I heard about this one on the fly today from my brother. He said, yeah, apparently uh, uh, he went up to the school to vote where he's supposed to vote at. And he went in and he went to vote and he said uh, they ran out of Sharpies or something at like when he got off a shift at like six o'clock at night. So he, he ended up being like the hero of the, this is why you keep cops around. He walked out to his, his patrol car mm. opened the back of his patrol car, opened up his bag, pulled out a, he said it was about the size of his hand round stack full of nothing but Sharpies. They're not supposed to use Sharpies though. Brought up. Well, no, that's in Arizona. This was in Michigan. It doesn't matter anywhere. In Michigan it bleeds through the paper. Michigan's got different, different deal, babe. You can't, you can't fucking say that. So he walks back into the place with this roll of fucking Sharpies and throws it to the lady that was doing the fucking voting thing. And she was like, oh, thank you so much. And he was like the hero for the night because for the last two hours of voting, they had Sharpies. And I was like, what a fucking, it's fucking bullshit. Poll worker at my location told me there was a special pen at the booth for me and just took my ballot and walked away. He wasn't snobbish about it or anything. He just took your ballot and walked away and that was it. So what are you supposed to write on now? No, no, no. He, CLB, took his ballot oh. and walked away. Didn't use the special pen. Used oh, okay. a no, fuck ballpoint it. pen. People stealing pens? What the fuck is going on? Uh, let's see. Oh, so Leanna, third okay. tab, you have to scroll up. My show uh, went down three times today. <laughs> wow. Um, are you watching right now? No, no, I watched your show this morning. I had to back out a couple times because I was working, but uh, when I could listen, I was trying to throw my earbuds in. Anyway, iPad, third tab, but you have to move the video up if horizontal, but it should, but show, it should show you if, if vertical. So yeah. uh, just bring it up, dude. It's, 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 it's right there. It's pretty easy to use. Free crack pen. Good point, think? Sparky boy. All right. Either way, we got to get out of here. Uh, tomorrow night, yes, we'll be back. Before Evil Bitch Dog destroys the giant puppies. Yes. Uh, we have what? Uh, tomorrow night, we I have... Speak of the devil. Hello, giant puppies. We have who, what? Uh, tomorrow, we... You, you already said his name. Lopez? Or... Uh, yes, Frank Lopez. Frank Lopez. Yes. He's a sheriff down off the border in Texas. So all you Texas folks, like that. Um, we want some, uh, want some questions for you, from you, so we can ask him some questions. So, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's coming on to talk about a rhino, a rhino congressperson who's been voting against what he should be. All right. Yeah. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah. So anyway, tomorrow, folks, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, same bad channel, same bad place. Uh, we will talk to you then. Uh, like, share, subscribe. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow, folks, for the Mick and V Lynn. Good night. Thanks for watching. There's a system in the backwoods. There's a way of doing things. If you break in, we don't leave all of the fun to the police. I just heard a bunch of racket coming from the back screen door. Soon as you step in, I'm gonna drop you on the kitchen floor. Cause we ain't playing. We ain't playing. My sawed off 12 gauge spreads a country mile, you know it. Step one foot in this house, son, you 
you've already blown it Text 20 minutes for the police to find my house But I'll have you gone in less than one Cause out here I am 911 Has the castle doctrine Florida, Georgia, Idaho Carolinas, Oklahoma They're all here to let you know But then we got New York, New Jersey With a duty to retreat I guess they'd rather have you dead Than to protect your family And that's why My sawed-off 12-gate spreads A country mile, you know it Step one foot in this house, son, you've already blown it Text 20 minutes for the police to find my house And I'll have the job already done Cause out here I am 911 That sheriff, he can't save you It'll already be too late It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no. Not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply. Refuse to show vaccine passports. Refuse to wear a mask. Refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. 